Welcome to the Woman Marvel Podcast. This is Judy Stevens reporting live again from Reno Wizard World, and I'm really excited to bring another cosplayer. Mel, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. I'm Mel. I also go by one of the stars cosplay. So thank you, Judy, for having me on the show. Of course. I met you years ago. I think you did Black Cat, right? Yeah, I did Black Cat, and I, I think we met at a previous convention before that, but... Uh, yeah, I went right, at Fanime. At Fanime, yeah, yeah. I was wearing a video game costume. So, But then we, when we saw each other again and we photographed that cat, which was, geez, 2010? And then before that was 2009? I don't know, it was a while ago. Yeah, I think that was back when I was world winning cons. And, and you're from Reno. Yes, yes, I am from Reno. I've lived in Reno for the majority of my life. So, and I still live here. So, and I really like it because it's quiet. I like the small town. So, because traveling so much, you're always around a lot of people and you go to big cities. And so when I come home, it's nice to just kind of relax and not have all that going on. So, you know, like I was telling you earlier, I was like, grew up on a ranch and stuff. So that's why I'm still in Reno to this day. I mean, you've been showing me the city. You, like, Mel took us out. We had this burger called the Awful Awful Burger last night, which is, it comes with like a pound of fries, and we wandered around the casinos. And this town is really fascinating and so different than New York City. It's kind, it's it's kind of amazing, and also like it's great to sort of like like right outside of the convention center are these is this gorgeous view of like the mountains at like the mountains, and like there's like a storm going over the mountains. Mm-hmm. It's refreshing outside of New York City where it's like busy, like horns honking, like ambulances, people going, stuff like that. So so we were talking about, you you grew up on X-Men, the TV show. I I did, actually, when, oh man, I was, I don't know how old I was, young, and I remember my friends down the street, they were really into X-Men, and they were really the ones, I mean, I I grew up with Star Trek and Star Wars and stuff like that, because my parents were really into that, and, but they were into really comic books and stuff like that, so... uh, um, I would go down the street with my friends, and their parents were into Star Wars and Star Trek and Battlestar Galactica, the original stuff. And then the girls, they loved X-Men. And so I remember we would sit there and we'd watch it, and they would tell me about all of their favorite characters and stuff like that. And then, as kids do, you play pretend. So we would go outside in the back, and we'd choose our favorite X-Men characters, and we would pretend to do them. We would have our little stories and stupid shit like that. So... Um, I my favorite's always been Storm, so I love Storm. So I I've always wanted to cosplay Storm, but I haven't done it. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I think like everyone loves the the idea of like the power of like of lightning and thunder and yeah. weather. It's <laughs> it's really amazing, and she's such a like powerful character. She is, and at the time, like I didn't really comprehend because I was young. I I just saw a Storm, and now there's so much you know, like like if you're you know, black and you're, you know, you're white, you can't really cosplay someone who's black. It's just, you know, there's a bad backlash from that. And then, you know, the same thing with other things. So I, for me, I kind of feel like that's a character that um, I should not do. So it was just sad because when I was growing up, she's my favorite. And um, when I was young, I, I didn't notice that. But I always wanted to be Storm because she had cool lightning powers. She has this cool weather. And she's one of those characters that is just, she's very, she's very powerful, but she's cool-headed and she's very calm and she approaches things rational and I remember when I was younger I didn't really understand the concept of rogue and so for me when I was growing up I just remember her screaming all the time (laughs) in the tv show and I really disliked her but when I got older and I was able to comprehend what was going on with her powers and how she was taking people's psyche at the same time and how it just made her crazy I got older my wow rogue is actually a really cool character so that's why I've done rogue and stuff like that so 
I, we've we've talked about on this podcast sort of like how we've our generation of 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 like fandom has grown up with these very powerful and and interesting and very deep characters and it's it's kind of amazing because you know back then you watched the TV show and you just like Rogue and her like accent like that's yeah. that's my distinct memory of Rogue and the yes. TV show is yes. is and her like crazy '90s white bangs mm-hmm. yeah. like that's what I remember but you know now that we when I think about it later like the female X-Men characters are incredibly, you know, deep and interesting and powerful and such like a, a, a moment of like time for us to grow up around with these very powerful characters and like, you know, relaying them and then, you know, having the opportunity to like maybe one day cosplay them or not even cosplay them. It's not yeah. even a requirement. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm super thankful because at the time when I was young, like I said earlier, I didn't comprehend the type of character that Storm or Rogue or Jean Grey was. And then now I look back and I'm like, I'm really lucky to have had that available to me and have these really powerful women role models to me that you know in the shows that I watch. So I, I wish I read the comics more when I was young so I can kind of have grasped everything. So, But now as an adult, I can go back and I look at them like, oh, these are characters that I loved as a kid. And now as an adult, I have it's almost like discovering them again because now I'm finding all these different layers that these characters have. You know, it's just not this girl with a superpower. She has all these different layers that make her a person, which you can relate to. And now as an adult, all these things that they've gone through in their lives and all these troubles that you've gone through, you can relate to them. And so it just comes full circle that this character that I like because she had a cool outfit and she had cool powers. Now I like her because for a bigger, deeper meaning as an adult. So. Yeah, it's really great. And you've done Songbird. I have. I, I actually discovered Songbird because I play a lot of video games. And so we played Marvel Ultimate Alliance. And I really liked her design and I like how, like a little bit that she had actually in the thing. And then we shared the same first name. Our first name is both Melissa. And so I was really intrigued by her character. And I just started looking her up, finding information online, and then I got a hold of some Thunderbolts comics. And I really liked the Thunderbolts comics. And so I read all of them. I read through all the different Thunderbolts. It took me forever to read through everything. So, and then I, I was like, okay, I want to cosplay Songbird. And nine times out of ten, people don't know who I am. Like, the first time I wore her to San Diego Comic-Con, I think three people knew who I was. And then I wore it again this last year at WonderCon. And I had so many people coming up to me like, oh my god, is that a songbird? I was like, yes, oh my god, you know who I am. <laughs> and I got super excited. So I, even though she's kind of more of an obscure character, I really like her and I like the fact that she's one of those ones that she's morally ambiguous. And she struggles a lot on what to do because she wants to, do, she's always kind of tempted to do go back to her old villainous ways. And those who aren't familiar with Songbird, she was a villain, and she formerly was Screaming Mimi, joined the Thunderbolts, and then was kind of like, hey, hey, hey. and then she realized, oh, I, I kind of like being good. And so, but she still kind of mentally deals with, like, should I do this because it's easy, and it's not, I mean, not the best thing to do, but it's easy, and that's what I want to do, or should I be take the higher ground. And I think it's really interesting to have that type of character because you read so many characters, you know, that are just completely good. You know, all the X-Men girls generally, they're good characters. They don't really have too much that they're complaining. Like, they have deeper issues. And so to be able to read that, and it's just not somber. A lot of the Thunderbolts characters deal with the same problems. And so that was one of the reasons that really drew me to it because I felt it was really different from a lot of other things. And the fact that they're taking these villains and now they're kind of like, they're struggling. And I feel it's a very 
um, close thing that a lot of people deal with in real life. And like, do I want to do this that's maybe not legal, but it's the easy way out? Or should I do take the high road? So I, I really like that aspect of Thunderbolts, and that's why I chose to do Songbird. So. I mean, the Thunderbolts is a great comic, mm-hmm. depending whoever whoever's writing it. It's always interesting art, uh, and I, I, as someone who loves Mystique, mm-hmm. I totally like agree with you with the idea of like a character that's technically a villain, right. but finds time where she is, you know, she she does the good route. She does like, you know, she's not the villain in that scene, or she's you know she's fighting with her internal monologue. I mean, I right. I've always like, and I, I mean, I love her because she's blue. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I, I like Mystique a lot too. So she's on, she's definitely on my list of characters to do one day because I like her character a lot. She has that, like you said, the same ambiguity going, you know what I'm trying to say. Yes. She has the same thing going on. And I, I like that about her character. It, I like good guys and I like bad guys, but I think the ones that kind of walk that line of whether or not they're good is a far more interesting character to me. And I think they're much more relatable because I think people in real life, they're not 100% good. And they're not 100% evil. They're, everyone makes choices that are a little bit of both. So I like, to me, I feel like I can relate to those characters more just on a human basis. And they're also, they can be a little bit more fun to cosplay because yes. when you're sort of, you're, when you're when you're like the good person, you have to be very good, you know, especially when like the kids come up, you don't want to be like, you know, out of character, you you know, and, and, the, and the, the poses you get to make and the things like that. I love being mystique is because I like to go up to people and freak people out. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, don't do this at home, kids. No, no, it's, I mean, it's also like the, the poses that you can do and the way that you can move your face and stuff like that, I mm-hmm. think is also a little bit more there's a little bit more freedom with it Mm -hmm. which is obviously you know I always talk about how as a photographer I've I've spent a lot of time working with cosplayers and there are some that are really great at posing and there's some that are new at and they don't understand their body or the way their face works and and it's one of those things we're trying to work with uh, when you're a cosplayer and you have the ability to sort of like play with those faces and be the opposite side it's all it's always really interesting and Mm -hmm. I think the more villainous characters are a little bit more fun to play with. Yeah. I also think sometimes the bad guys are almost easier to do because you get to be really over the top. Like if you're doing some character that's just like crazy, like I love doing crazy characters, ones that are just mentally crazy in the head because you can do so many variety of poses. You can just be totally like crazy eyes and crazy face and you doesn't, if you look crazy, that's okay, you know, because <laughs> you don't have to really worry about stuff, you know, so. Yeah, agreed. Sometimes crazy is fun. Yes. <laughs> is there um, is there a Marvel costume that you haven't done yet that you are, are looking forward to doing besides Mystique? Um, Mystique and right now I'm I'm kind of in a lull. Like I've been playing a lot of games, so I've been reading much comics. Um, I would always love to do Storm one day, but for me, like I mentioned earlier, it's, it's kind of feel like I'm walking the line with it, and I don't I don't want to do that. Um, besides that, like I really want to do Mystique. I think it should be an interesting challenge. Um, like I said, aside from her, I can't think of anyone at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that as uh, when I when I'm fascinated with it is when when like characters have like um, costume changes, like mm-hmm. when they get a different costume. I mean, obviously Captain Marvel with her change of costume, right. I would have never you know been comfortable wearing Carol Danvers' Miss Marvel costume. Right. It, it's just a little too much more thigh for me yes. in public. <laughs> um, but you know, it's also I think that uh, it's it's costumes like the change. Like the changing of also laws, like all these like, young kids that we've been seeing this weekend, mm-hmm. all these first-time cosplayers—they're mm-hmm. so adorable. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, the the first time cosplayers are actually so cute and adorable, and. I, a lot of them come up to me and ask, like, oh, I want to do more costume. How do I do it? And I always try to stress, are you having fun? And if they say yes, okay, then you're doing it right. And to me, that's the biggest important thing is to have fun. Like, it doesn't matter if you've made the best costume on the planet or it's your first time and you hot glued the whole thing together. If you're having fun and you feel like the character and you're just super empowered by that, then kudos because then you're on the right track. And with time, you will get more skill. You just got to keep practicing on it. And I tell everyone the first time, the first costumes I made looked like utter crap. <laughs> you know, I think I, some of them I didn't even hem. So fabric is fraying and falling down on the ground and they were a hot mess. So, I mean, it's just one of those things I just kept at and kept persisting at and kept working and trying reading stuff and just working harder on it. You know, like with any art or any craft, there's so much trial and error and there's such a learning curve that you just keep working at it and then you'll eventually get better. It's not one of those things like I just magically woke up one day and like, hey, look, I can cosplay, you know, so and I can make crazy stuff. No, it's something that I had to keep at and keep working at. So. And I think the community is a huge part. I mean, we, I always talk about this on these podcasts, and you guys talked about this as your panel last night. Like, mm-hmm. you, 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 like you're wearing this amazing costume right now with that you've used like warble and foam. And I was like, I was like looking at her. I was like, how did you do this? And she was like, oh, I did this foam with the warble and the thing. And I was like, oh. Oh, that's so easy. Like, I wouldn't even think of that. But it's one of those things where I've been watching people come up to you all weekend, you and Abby and Keith, and sort of, like, watching you guys. Being, being like, how do I make this? And then, like, you know, sh- demonstrating how, how things work. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, you know, like, online is a good resource for any first-time cosplayer, you know. Don't be afraid to try something new. Oh, yeah. I mean, for me, there's so many costumes where I've tried new stuff, and it utterly failed like just flat out failed and I go there I'm like well that was a waste of money but there's really no such thing as failure when you're making a costume because even though if it didn't work out the way you wanted to you learned what not to do and you know next time okay maybe next time I won't do that process because I know it doesn't work so you can add it to your memory bank and the more process of elimination of things that you know that work or don't work then you start making your toolbox in your mind of what techniques you can use and that toolbox become so big and so vast but it's very useful because you know what works and you know what doesn't work and still to this day I'll try new things I'll, re- I'll go online I'll go on to the RPF I'm like oh that's a really cool idea I'm going to try it and I go home I go well <laughs> sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't you know so and I'm always learning stuff and I encourage people to always try to push themselves because the more you push yourself the more you learn as well Is there anywhere on the internet that people can find you? Yes, you can find me in a variety of places. I go by One of the Stars pretty much on all social media. Um, I have the website, winofthestars.com. But specifically, if you're looking for Facebook, obviously facebook.com slash cosplay And Twitter, because I use Twitter probably more than I should. So it's at One of the Stars. I'm really proud that you were able to get all of your social media under one name. I, I think it was because the name that I chose is a little unique. <laughs> so I don't have to really worry about people kind of taking that name. So I usually if a new social media comes up, I'll go onto that site and go and steal that name. So that way no one else does. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone listening home, you should definitely go check out her website. She's got some amazing costumes. Obviously, other companies that aren't Marvel, but they're still really great. I mean, she's wearing this, this amazing costume right now, and your hair is so yeah. great and she like permanent markered her hair yeah. it's it's like my hair but in wig form <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I always joke it's like when people are looking for me and when I'm wearing this costume I'm like look for the rainbow hair and it's 
always easy to stand out. So I you know, have this beautiful, I was like, I wish my hair looked like that on a regular basis. I know, I wish I could do that too. It's really pretty. You could probably actually do this. Uh, it might be a little hard. Yeah, because the yellow, there's yellow on the bottom and I'd be afraid if you did the blue on top, then when you wash it, it would muddy up the yellow at the bottom. Well, the blue wouldn't wash down that far, but that's besides the point. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll do a, a podcast about Judy's hair dye. <laughs> 101. <laughs> It's mostly me just throwing hair dye in my head. But thanks for listening, everyone. Um, we're really excited that we were at Reno Wizard World this weekend. We've got tons of stuff on the website, so make sure you check out our gallery and all of our Tumblr posts and all that stuff. And we'll definitely have photos of Mel Songbird and her black cat. So we will check you guys later. This is Marvel, your universe. <laughs>